El podcast más chingón. Puras entrevistas machín. Bienvenidos amigos a otro capítulo de The What Did He Said Podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, a couple tour dates, man, because I am in the middle of my nationwide comedy tour. It's the Latino as Fuck Tour, and we're coming to West Texas. That's right, Midland. We're going to be all up in you March 2nd, and then we're hitting Waco, Texas, March 15th. Yes, we are inviting Chip and Joanne Gaines, special invited guests. I don't know if they're showing up, though. And just added, New Braunfels, Texas, March 16th at Goofy's Comedy Club. And Corpus Christi, Mesquite Street Comedy Club, March 28th. So many more dates. Make sure you get on ChingoBling.com. And don't forget, today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. You get a free audiobook. It's free. It's a free download of your book of choice. And you get a 30-day free trial. All you got to do is go to audibletrial.com forward slash what did he said. Again, that's over 180,000 titles to choose from. That's for your phone, your Android, your Kindle, MP3 player. If you can't find nothing you like in that 180,000 titles, I can't do nothing for you, player. But thank you to Audible for hooking up the listeners of the What Did He Said podcast. Again, this is limited time only, man. You're going to get hooked up fat. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash what did he said. Thank you. Peace. Welcome to another episode of the What Did He Said podcast, man. This is episode number 55. 55, one a row. It feels like, I feel like we should be at like 75 by now. It does feel like that. Like this number ain't going up, bro. Okay, yeah. maybe it's just me, but I feel like we've podcasted a lot. And we're barely on 55? Yeah. Uh, shout really? out to Juan Villarreal. His episode is up. I was listening to that earlier. Sounding good, man. He's some good ass mics, Rob. Dude, doing, doing Rob. a hell of a job, brother. They, these are awesome, and there's some good stories too. Like I was just enthralled by some of the old school comedy stories. Yeah, soaking it up, mm -hmm. soaking it up. And I'm a baby in the comedy game, so soon I'll have some of those too, man. Yeah, five be the one years, people. babe. This year, yeah, August. In August, in August wow. I'm gonna make five years. Five years. And I'm gonna have yeah. this. I'm gonna have this fire hour. Right now, you I got are. like. I'm right now. I got a hot forty-eight, but I'm about to have an hour and twenty. According to Rick, we're gonna have hey. an hour twenty. Let me ask y'all this: As y'all frequent a lot of clubs, comedians often talk about an hour. Sometimes it's too long for, to keep people's attention. Mm -hmm. They love thirty-minute, you know, like like Joey Diaz and those degenerates, the small little Netflix specials. Mm -hmm. Do you like thirty-minute specials, or do you want to like shoot for an hour? No, I want to do an hour. Yeah, I don't like thirty. I want to be the main. Now, course. now, 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 now. If at your show, your hour is just kind of like. When are you gonna get to your point? Nah, you don't want that. Then it's kind of like That's okay, I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna. That yeah. means you really ain't got an hour. When I say an hour, I mean like quality, tried and tested, polished, amazing. Like it's a loaded gun, and it's like holy shit, this thing is killing. It's killing, and I. I That's I think, hilarious. I, think, I, I was one of them any burp. It was like any. Like, yeah. like I was trying so hard to stay away oh, from this so thing. Fun. I was like, no. Especially when you're getting intimate and you just. <laughs> no, no. The first, <laughs> the first comment on the podcast that we just put up, where the people listen to it, one was like, "Where's Mighty Soul?" That was the first comment that came out. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, she was running errands. I was running errands. We've that been busy. Day. Yeah, but uh, oh, if you're listening, which you are, duh, <laughs> man, on YouTube, bro, we need to get these YouTube views up because I know our, pl I know our plays are good. Okay, here, here's where I think it, it, this is gonna might might help us. All right. So we've been toying around with the idea of doing a live podcast, right? And for you guys who actually listen. I really would like to know who would come out 
like maybe that's something that we can put up like on social media. Yeah, yeah, like live audience. Like if y'all are really down to come out, we currently have Chingle Bling and Friends at the Joke Joint, right? Mm-hmm. So our idea is to maybe before the actual comedy show begins, right? We have this live podcast. Or in lieu. Uh, yeah. So I... um. We don't know if it's like, okay, damn, that's like a long ass day from or seven may- to... Or maybe we do six weeks Chingo and Friends comedy, and then the following X amount of weeks, we do it live there. Uh, that's cool, too. Yeah, that's a good we idea, too. It. So I just would like to see, like, it'd be almost like a, a drinks and dinner, and you guys, and it gives the, the audience a chance or the listeners to kind of ask and participate or whatever it is, you know? And a then Q&A. we Q&A. A little Q&A also. I don't know. I just, I'm curious to see what what the what the listeners also think our, about that on the youtube and maybe we should have it be a uh, like a premiere like you know what what days do you upload mondays so let's just pretend it was like mondays at 8 p.m or whatever it may be and uh we get that word out so it's like oh it uploads consistently true we could do that, that, that that's kind of what i try to do on facebook and i think fa- i mean facebook just does a better it translates better to the audience it seems like for podcasts like you'll get thousands and thousands you know immediately like five thousand people will see it or will have watched it whereas youtube it's like they're going for a specific thing and they don't quite stick around because they're not too, fam- too familiar with it like people mm-hmm. that are on youtube watch youtube type shows people that are on your facebook watch your facebook type content which is a lot of you know videos and mm-hmm. podcasts and do you know what i mean i think once we get the ball rolling because I, I'm sure a lot of people, uh, let's just say, um, shout out to Theo Vaughn, who we're going to go watch mm-hmm. tomorrow. Oh, what time? It's not tomorrow, Pro. baby. It's not this Thursday? Yeah. It's tomorrow? Tom- well, tomorrow's uh, tomorrow. He's, he opened up Thursday, but it's Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Oh, it is this. It's it is tomorrow. tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I'm going tomorrow at 10 p.m. Where, which I one haven't gotten a babysitter. Okay, which one are we going? 8 p.m.? We're going the 8 p.m. Nice. I'm going to have to ask babysitter to. Okay. Is. We'll figure anyway, that out. Anyway. Uh, that, that's the type of shit behind the scenes. Man, I don't know why it was. I thought it was next week for some reason. I, that seriously, that's why I hadn't even bothered with it. I was like, eh, yeah, whatever. We're juggling a whole bunch of stuff. But anyway, my point is this. If you're a Theo Vaughn fan and you're wanting to go watch his podcast on YouTube, you're going to go on YouTube. You're going to type in, let's say, Theo Vaughn or right. Joe Rogan or Diaz or whoever you listen to. Right. So I think we're going to get to that point. For sure. So I ain't tripping. Yeah, no. I mean, and we and we enjoy watching that stuff. Like, you know, when when it's time for us to hang out, we'll watch like Joe Rogan. We'll we'll sit there. And she that's schedules like a- me in. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you know, dude. Last night, let me just tell y'all, man. I smoked a little something. Something. <laughs> I watched uh, a Michael Moore documentary and then followed backdoored with motherfucking uh, Matrix. Oh, just you or both of y'all? Um, I came out. I was sitting the baby. She was kind of in and out the room. I was like, dude, you need to sit down and watch this. Uh, Michael Moore. Di- it's called Fahrenheit 11.9. Again, I'm not trying to get into the politics because people are going to be like, oh, you know, F Chingo. He's he's anti-Trump or he's anti-Wall. Whatever. It, it, it ain't even about that. It's an entertaining documentary from a very good filmmaker. The editing is great. They're going to be like, yeah, because that's all it is, bro, because he's he's lying. He's hating. Dude, the part that got me was the part about like Flint still not having water. And, and, and for me, it was the school also. Which school? Oh, the school shooting. The school shooting. That footage of the kids There's on Snapchat. There's kids who are on Snapchat There's who like are recording. There's like blood on the floor. Bro, I don't know where they got all this footage I from. seriously, when I was watching that part, I was about to go put Penny to sleep. And when I was watching that, I said, I... I got a little choked up because I felt so bad for those kids. And I guess because now I actually uh, Park, have Parkland, you know, like 
um, I couldn't imagine Mickey going through that. And I actually asked her um, one time, I said, hey, hey, boo, just out of curiosity, do you guys have like fire drills or do you guys have like shooting drills? Like what happens if someone she was, yeah, we have both. And I was like, so what do y'all do? So when she was explaining to me, I was like, did you, I know you're younger, but did you have drills like that in, no, in school? Just fire and tornado drills. Yeah. See, ours was just fire drills. Did you now, have no, a tornado? I didn't, no, I didn't have no shooting drills. It's like, That's isn't crazy. it crazy now? Kids have to be trained to like know what to do in case of a shooting at your school. You can't even go to school now and feel safe. No. You know? Mm-hmm. And then uh, one, I don't know how I came up with my 10 year old, uh, but somehow about maybe she overheard something, but it had to do with like little kids committing suicide. I brought it up. Uh, I was going to bring that up myself. I brought it up because I was listening to it on Joe Rogan. There was the episode about how little girls now, um, he was talking about how it's so common in little girls. The, the suicide rate for little girls have, have gone up um, because they're trying to live up to social media and because right. of the bullying. Mm-hmm. So he was saying that now they're trying this to live up. a depressing episode. <laughs> we're going to lighten it up. But go ahead, baby. Well, they were, they were just, he was just explaining how now little Let's girls want to be. <laughs> Where to be. Wants to, um, well, somber. let me finish before you keep interrupting me. Go ahead. Um, so, uh, you know, he was talking about how now little girls want to live up to this image of what social media, you know, like Botox and yeah. blah, 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 and sp- piggybacking trying on this. Trying to get likes. Piggybacking mm-hmm. on this documentary stuff, last night I found another one. It's called Generation Wealth, Generation Wealth, Ooh. which also speaks in regards to these things. How everyone's trying to live this, keeping up with the Joneses' life. You know, it's about a photographer. It's about right? a photographer. Just a great documentary. If you have that Prime, Amazon, Amazon Prime. Prime What's it called? Generation, Generation Wealth. Wealth. I believe it's, it's on so. Amazon I haven't Prime. finished it, but up until where I got, it's crazy because it's a. It's even like a, a girl who was fisted she was trying to make like a world whoa. record you were you were falling asleep you missed all I missed this the, whoa, oh missed you missed that part? part yeah and so she tried she was fisted oh like by 58 guys because wow. she was trying to like get popular and, and get, then what happened and all the guys how that old were gonna, was she young not how, not how like legal? super legal but young and so all the so they're they're doing the behind the scenes like where they're going to record they don't show it right obviously but all the guys who are about to fist her are kind of all sitting indian style around just kind of waiting and she's like on this like almost like a a, a bench uh, a Jesus. bench press yeah thing and she's just sitting, sitting there like this and she's waiting and they're all going to be able to ejaculate on yeah. her and oh, one of them wow. she's just kind of wiping her face Jeez. and i was just like oh my god and that girl did a video on committing suit. She was trying to kill herself. She was so, she'd done so much. Yeah. Like just, she wanted to kind of like, just basically wash away all the stuff Fist, that she had sin. done. All the sin. All, this is after getting fisted. By after, and doing a lot, uh, and doing a, uh, in one, they show her, because the lady's document, documenting this, where she starts to cry. And she says, I can't do this. And this is just her having sex with one guy on this porn video and she's like, I can't, I can't do this. And she gets up and she kind of leaves and, and you know, Oh, she's like, they're like, you got this, you got this, you can do it. And this little bitty skinny girl, just, you know, all because now she's able to take care of her family. She had 11 abortions, Jesus, 11 abortions. And this last time that the girl, the, the photographer was interviewing her, she was deciding to keep it right. 
So she was trying to live now a straight life to where none of this. Now she's going to. But was the baby daddy like another? I have no. They didn't. They didn't talk about who the baby Mm. daddy was, but the baby didn't survive. Regardless, she had a miscarriage, you know, and so she was kind of depressed, you know. (laughs) I mean, there's some jokes in there, guys. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I know. It it was just really sad, but I haven't finished it. We're gonna go back and watch it again. But it was like, it was so. (laughs) (laughs) It was so sad. This is the what to watch episode of the yeah for real. Yeah, I got a couple more movies. Yeah, me too. I'm gonna bring one up. Abducted in plain sight. Oh, let me write that down. That's Netflix, right? Yeah. Okay. Today in jujitsu, we were drilling. Like somebody tried to abduct you and throw you in a van. What you supposed to do? For real? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> like if they come behind. Self-defense. Okay, right? yeah. But go ahead. I'm, I want to know how they abducting people so well, I can prepare. Nah, man. This is a documentary on a whole other level. It's a story of uh, basically like next door neighbors, their best friends. You know, the family has kids. The the, the movie that the, the people that the movie's about, they have kids. Turns out, I don't want to spoil it for everybody, but sure. but it's scripted. It's not a documentary. No, it's based on a true story. Oh, yeah, oh, based on a true story. So the girl's alive. So that's a, the bright side. The girl doesn't die, but ain't no fisting in this one. Not, I mean, okay. maybe, but okay. uh, all I'll say it. is that the dad ends up jerking the guy off, and the guy ends up sleeping with the mom of the kid who he also abducted and slept with. Huh? Yeah, take that all in, everybody. The dad whose daughter got abducted he had to jack off the dude that abducted like to free her like hey, no nope, just, move, just because he, he he convinced him to do it he's like man look just one day this is a deal he said you I mean, gonna what let is he gonna get his daughter back if he nope. jacked him off he didn't even there was there wasn't even talk about that maybe yet. like that was his skill he's like dude i'm gonna do it so good you're gonna fall asleep and we all gonna be free <laughs> he's like i need some release i hate my wife i need some release and that's how it started. Jesus Christ. I don't think I want to watch this, bro. Oh, my God. Dumbest you, parents in the world, though. Just I don't know, but you hyped it up. You hyped it up until you, you yeah. lost me at the jacking off part. <laughs> you lost me. But Generation it, Wealth. Okay. Uh, abducted in plant side. Abducted in plant side. Generation Wealth. Yeah. Actually, they had... um. So, in Generation Wealth, it was a, it's about a photographer, real life. So I guess she she took a shit ton of pictures like throughout the years and she kind of went back and revisited like she literally captured she's a hardcore photographer. She captured all the little mundane nuanced stuff and she started seeing the patterns in just life and she started categorizing stuff in um in folders like the negatives like bling bling balling out of control music videos uh spoiled brat prom sweet 16 like all these little things so i think she took pictures of the like kim kardashian when she was like 12 mm-hmm. or something but like little hollywood kids like beverly hills kids and and kids who got to go to these rich schools just because they were smart mm-hmm. but these kids were going to these private schools because their parents were rich mm-hmm. and how they were having to try to live up to those standards because they their parents obviously couldn't afford what those kids could you know it's a very interesting a very interesting documentary to where um i i can't 100 percent relate right but i can relate in the sense where i went to a majority white high school right and a lot of the kids at my white high school it was like you turned 16 you got a car right mm-hmm. i was still having to get picked up by my mom or calling my aunt hey i'm off of practice can you come get me or catching a ride with a friend you know and i i think i've told you this story that i never forget it was i was on on the soccer team and we were getting ready to go right and one of the girls on the soccer team her mom right showed up with a lexus for her birth the girl's birthday right with a bow on it 
And this little spoiled brat, instead of saying, oh, my God, you right? I know I would have been oh, hella yeah, happy, right? For sure. Was pissed because she got the hand-me-down Lexus. The old body. The old body because the mom had gotten a new car, a new Lexus. So they gave her the old one. Hand-me-down Lexus. So she was like, I can't believe this is what y'all got me for my 16th birthday. Oh, I remember. Dude, I'm at the prep school I went to, right? In the dorm, I remember we had this uh, payphone in the hallway. So obviously, if you live in a dorm, you're probably from like out of state or something. And... um. So after study hall, whatever, like the phone ring and let's say it's like your mom calling or somebody, it was a kid on the phone and he's like, I don't know, mom, figure it out. Like, what the fuck? He's like, God damn, mom, you're such a fucking bitch and slams the fucking phone. I was like, like me and all like my minority friends are like, ooh, <laughs> like my mom would be on the first flight over here to, to whoop me if that were the case. Let me tell y'all a story that happened to me speaking of that. So when I lived in College Station, right? My girlfriend and I, my my roommate and I, we like kind of just stuck to each other, right? We weren't really like out and about and partying. It was kind of like we were really didn't know everybody. So it was kind of like we just kind of hung out with each other. Well, anyway, we finally like started to get to know each other. We we're like, all right, we both have got to like get out of this bubble. Like we can't just depend on each other. We can't be our only friends. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, let's make new friends. So we made new friends. We're out partying, right? We bring the party back to our apartment because we were the only ones that had an off-campus apartment, right? Everybody else lived on campus. So we were the only ones. Everybody came to our apartment, you know, and we were partying. So my girlfriend had her own phone line and so did I. So we're like partying. There's alcohol. Everything's crunk. Well, my phone rings, right? And somebody that's there at the party starts answering it, right? And they answer it. And it's my mom because she's calling to let me know that she was going to come Sunday to visit me, right? And so I'm like, we're all like partying. We're like, woo, right? So I'm all like, yeah, everybody's like crunk in the living room. We're all like partying, right? And my, and my. <laughs> I'm giving you the backdrop. Yeah, for sure. Seriously. And then all of a sudden someone says, hey, someone's mom is on the phone. Needle scratch. Girl. <laughs> And we're like, mom, we're all like, ha, 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 right? Like we thought somebody was like, what's your name? And so I guess whoever, I don't remember who answered the phone, but it was like, what's your name? Someone's mom name, Angelus. And so I was like, like I went from being up here crunk to like my heart sank. And I was like, what? And I was like, who answered my phone? And I like go back there and I'm like talking to my mom like this. Uh Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And me and my, my mom saying, is that what I sent you to college for? Is that do where my money? Know? Exactly. Can, do you know how hard it is for me to be able to pay just because you got a scholarship? It doesn't pay for everything. And she's like going on. And I'm just like, uh-huh. Okay. Okay. I'll see you tomorrow. She goes, and you know what? You're packing your shit up and you're not going back. And I was like, okay, mom, see you tomorrow. Total awkward. The next day she comes into town, right? We go eat, and I just don't even know what to say to her. Amy looks at me. I look at her, and I'm just like, it's so awkward. And my, we're like, I leave with her. I said, okay, Amy, I'll be back later. And we're like going out to eat. My mom's like, okay, do you understand why I'm upset? And I'm just like, yes. Okay, do you understand how irresponsible that is of you? I'm like, okay, no, I don't because... It was a weekend. I wasn't in, you know, my homework was done, right? Like my grades were fine. So I didn't understand the problem. 
But anyway, that was my... Damn. I know, right? I'm glad it didn't go the fisting route. Because I was like, where is this going? Come on now. Come where on, Where is Chingo. this going? Come on. That's not the kind of girl you married. Hey. Hey. Don't I don't know. Up. If people listen to this podcast, they're like, I don't know. They really talk about getting down. <laughs> yeah. Dirty, and no, it's usually like, remember you fell asleep on the couch on that part? <laughs> it's, it's more of what it is. Okay. Generation we do wealth. get down and dirty, though. Uh, hey. People know. People Come know. on. <laughs> Come on, somebody. You know, uh-huh. they should be getting down with the bling. Keeping your man happy and healthy episode. I could, so, give, I could give some tips. Come on now. <clears throat> she could do a seminar on that one. Okay. <laughs> so Generation Wealth, that's pretty dope. Abducted in plain sight. Uh, if you want to see a dude, jack off another dude, apparently. And do they show everything? No, they don't. Um, they simulate. They don't. Yeah. You just hear it. Well, what's crazy is that the people are telling the story, like the mom, the dad, the daughter, and the whole family, like the, the victims, uh-huh. they're like having to answer the questions as like the documentary is kind of going through. So the dad... The real, the real ones? The real ones. He reveals it. You haven't seen the meme of the guy in like the Hawaiian shirt, you know, with he's like a portly guy. He's got his like hands just kind of on his stomach. And it, the meme is like... Um, when somebody says that the the fire fire festival doc was the craziest stunt to get out of a you know situation, yeah, yeah. and it's just a guy because he was about to blow the dude. This uh, guy yeah. jerked off. It's just it's wow. Netflix. Crazy. I'm seeing a pattern. Netflix. Speaking <laughs> of speaking of jacking off. Uh-huh. Oh, we saw the Lorena Bobbitt documentary, bro. Yeah, that one had more than jacking off. Um, yeah, that's one of the ones I want to talk about, man. I'm not uh, familiar with it. So Lorena yeah, Bobbitt. Well, she was really young. But okay, do you know who Lorena Bobbitt no. was? Okay. No. So, educate us. In the early 90s. I was really young too, so it was kind of like, you know, taboo when we kind of heard about it. It was kind of like, whoa. I was like it's a little bit older than her, but in the early 90s, I think I was probably in high school or something. This is what happened. The shit hit the news. Uh this Latina was married to this white ex marine and they were married. Long story short, the fucking cops get called because he's bleeding and she cut off his his wee wee. What? She went. She said, literally chopped that bitch so off with he a was, knife. He was drunk. She, her side of the story is he was very very abusive. And she finally got tired of it, right? So, but the testimony she gave was not that, which is weird. But anyway, she go gave on. several testimonies, right? So the waters get murky. I'm just trying to set the stage. So it's early '90s. Lorena Bobbitt. She's a Ecuadorian. But she she lived in America, whatever. She marries this uh, white uh, Marine dude. Um, the night of the incident, she slices it off. And um, on the police monitor, this is back before cell phones. Like, um, they didn't want to say, you know, penis. On the radio. Yeah, like, on the radio. They're mm. just like, we're looking for the appendage. Like, they're, mm. yeah. So she ended up telling them where she threw it because she threw it out in the field near 7 Eleven. Cops had to go find so it. So the cops was like, Try not to step on it. And they finally found it. Luckily, there was this really good fucking microsurgeon, the people that deal with like veins and vascular. Well, wait, wait, wait. Tell them how they had to pick it up. Someone put it in a in, in a, a hot dog bag with some with ice, ice. They from knew 7-Eleven. To, yeah, they knew to do all this to bring it to the microsurgeon. So, so they transport the little Winky um, to, the, to the place, and he's like, he's losing hella blood. Anyway... They find a way to kind of reattach it, but it's, you know, it's a little bit Franken-penis a little bit. <laughs> and um, long story short, now they're going to court. Like, now it, it became this huge thing because in the media at the time, uh, you know, vagina, you could say, and people were a little bit more comfortable with, but penis, people still got the giggles about, right? So a lot of publications didn't know how to uh, how to deal with it or whatever. So um, 
long story short, it became like the OJ case, like on TV. It was on every tabloid. Like it was like the meme before memes. It was the meme basically. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was like bobbitized, Lorena Bobbit. Bitch, I'm a Lorena Bobbit. You know what I'm saying? Like it was a thing. And uh, but if you watch this documentary, it's a four part series uh, executive produced by Jordan Peele from Key and Peele. Oh, cool. Also, he did Get Out. And uh, the editing is great. Um, they talk to them now, present present tense. But it's fucking bizarre because this motherfucker, John Wayne Bobbitt, he went on to do porn. He went on to like host like weird shit at Hooters. Like, and like, it was like lookalike, like lookalike, lookalike, lookalike contest. And then there was like a Lorena Bobbitt tranny, lookalike, lookalike, and he'd be the judge. So he was just and trying then to he make like money. Like went to um, like went to a like a. Uh, I guess it was like a drag show where they were dressing up like Lorena Bobbitt and then he was like letting him pull down his pants. He started stripping. Stripping. A little yeah, bit. it was really... With his Franken-penis and shit? Yeah, so... Well, the so Franken-penis is, is working. Later. The reason why he... The reason why he... He tried to get an extension. <laughs> yeah. And it backfired. So they were on... Girth and extension. Girth and length. So, you know, he didn't have it on that to rap, you know, mm -hmm. like <laughs> some of us, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> so he was on the radio show, uh, Howard Stern, like several times because he was he just lying, a, Rob. You know, and I'm <laughs> like, Let me introduce you to Girth Brooks over yeah. here. Yeah. No, so man. he was um, so he was on Howard Stern several times and um, he was just like a running joke type of type of person. But uh, he ended up he, 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 he they kept saying he's not the smartest knife <laughs> scissor or whatever in the fucking thing. And um, so he even got screwed out of his um, porn money. Like he just signed a whack ass contract, Damn. didn't get no back in. You know what I'm saying? No pun intended. And they made they made so much money off, off of that because of people were curious, like what's what's up with this fucking dude? And then uh, he even you ever heard of the Bunny Ranch oh, in yeah. Nevada? Yeah, yeah. So he was uh, hired to be the celebrity greeter. So when people coming in trying to buy some poontang. Uh, he'd be like, welcome, I'm John Wayne Bobbitt, and uh, come pick your poontang, and all the poontang lineup. Mm -hmm. and, but he ended up running off with one of the girls. This is crazy. He runs off with one of the girls, ends up abusing the shit out of her, like beating her up and hanging her over a, a, a balcony. Where she was able to like barely escape because she was about to be. So he was like always broke and just a fuck up and super abusive, and then towards the end, I don't want to spoil alert, but like obviously he was abused. Yeah, you know he's got his Still issues. Alive? Yeah, 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 they're yeah, yeah. Uh, they're probably like early fifties or something. But um, Damn. but here's the common denominator in all this shit, man. Some motherfuckers need to work out their issues and therapy. Everything from from suicide with you know youngsters um, to generation wealth, people not being happy with you know money and and where they live and Themselves. all these social pressures mm -hmm. um abducted in plain sight that's its own thing yeah. um you know but but anyway the lorena Bobby shit it was entertaining especially if you were around in the, in the 90s yeah. and you heard about the shit because they they show a lot of the court trial drama so like the lawyer they they'll interview like the district attorney and um one of the cool themes is that at the time uh there wasn't a lot of conversation about domestic about, yeah oh, women's that rights was a big thing? that was a sort big part of because, it because you know they didn't consider it rape if it was your husband who was it's trying like to have marital sex rape. With you. it's uh, like but it's not considered it because it's almost like you're that man's property, property in a type way. thing in a way so that's kind of where the problem was there was never anything that they could technically like, like what was the protocol yeah for, for that so they even interviewed the cops that were being called that had been called to the um, 
they'd call the cops to their house a couple times. But uh, because that so, was crazy. So they tried to they tried to frame her as like a feisty Latina that took matters into her own hands, and it it doesn't equal because yeah. she said that he uh, he sodomized her, he like raped her, mm-hmm. like like, and then there were witnesses like little dudes in the neighborhood that he'd hang out with, and they were like, yeah, he said I wanna. I like to make girls squeal, bleed. I, I like when they try to fight back. Like I like to make them cry and hurt, like shit like that. <sighs> Crazy, bro. Yeah, it was a really Issues. interesting issue. Yeah, all yeah. of it. It's like he says, all stressful. of it is it's stressful. I mean, we talking about all kinds of stuff, like yeah. bodily, just mutilation, people, people jacking off, people and mm. fisting. Yeah, it was. It was really this is interesting. A crazy episode. <laughs> I like it. I'm into it. <laughs> yeah, it was really interesting. It was really like, and during that same time, funny thing is that I, Tanya movie, which we just saw, even yeah, though it came good. out a while back, yeah. it happened around the same time to where it almost threw that headline of her cutting off his penis out because Tanya Harding, Tanya Harding happened. happened. It happened. So a lot of these tabloids basically had to shift focus or whatever but but before, rapping the Lorena Bobby it's called Lorena it's on Amazon Prime it's entertaining they do a really good job I mean they hook you because you get to see like that human element of like how the fame got to them and how all this crazy shit happened how she healed like she went to go on and uh, like donate stuff to shelters and go and talk to women and she helps women who have been like abused it kind of helped her deal with her shit yeah. he never really did that so that's why he was just running around trying to. And she was a virgin. This was, you know, for her, she was like traditional um, old school person who who moved here from Ecuador. She was trying to find her, you know, Prince Charming, who she'd have a family with. Citizenship. And citizen, yeah. American dream. Yeah. She was coming here to hopefully have her American and dream. And this was in the D.C. area, in the DMV. So it was like Manassas, Virginia. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah, it was it was it's pretty crazy. So watch. Shout out to the DC Improv. Okay, <laughs> but you know, um, and the I Tanya, this is totally off subject, but the editing on there is fucking amazing. Oh. I loved Dude, the have editing. You seen that? No, but Fede Friday uh, subscribers all saw that last week. That uh, yeah, that was the if recommendation. Yeah, if you, if you go to uh, chingobling.com or whatdidhesaid.com, and you put your email in, we do this thing called Fede Fridays where we send you like a book recommendation. Shout out to Audible. Um, you know, some shit that we're watching, a quote, some music, music, just a variety of things that you could have your, put it on your list. What was yeah. your music for this Friday? You I know? think it was me. It was shameless. Yeah, it was a shameless plug. I like this. Self-promotion. It was like, yeah. hey, you know, it's Fetty Friday. Fuck it. Put some Fetty on that bitch. <laughs> but, uh, but the I, Tanya, bro, the I, Tanya, I forget her name. She was in, uh, she played a uh, Harley Quinn or what's the little, the Joker's. On the girl with, the, she, a lot of people. The Joker's she, girlfriend. Yeah, Harley Quinn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she played Tanya and, Again, I'm dating myself, but this is in the 90s. Do you don't remember the Tanya Nancy Kerrigan no. thing? He's no, probably a child. I, I know the story because it was way more like coverage. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so she plays Tanya, who in the media, it was very clear cut. When I was growing up and you heard about Nancy Kerrigan, Nancy Kerrigan was the victim. Tanya Harding and her goons uh, busted out her knees. Yeah. Her knees were like, I thought it was like a bat or a fucking uh, crowbar, crowbar or something yeah. like that. But it was actually one of those like... The things the cops use or the billy club that extends the nightstick thing? Uh, no, 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 not a nightstick. The, oh, those, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yes, yes. The long one. So she did a great job. The, the, the woman that played her mom. I can't think of her name, I can't but think she's of her been name on either. other stuff too. Let um, me look that up. Hold on. Um, Google. 
so she was in a fucking tumultuous relationship. Her her little boyfriend, uh, I forget Tanya's boyfriend's name, but it's crazy how she got drugged into this thing. And it starts to show like different sides and like the human element, how she was really kind of a victim, you know, of abuse. Like her mom abused her and like really like pushed her to the limit to make her great. Tanya. At, at, yes, to okay. make Tanya great at skating. And um, she she somehow confused that type of love with her little abusive boyfriend so she kind of she didn't have anything really like she didn't orchestrate this beating uh she was actually cool with uh, nancy kerrigan but um and one thing that i like is that it shows like how the status quo in the skating world was really trying to keep her down you know what i'm saying like um she was like poor Mm -hmm. poor white and um you know her little outfits were like handmade homemade and um, you know just rough around the edges so she was kind of an underdog and she she would skate her ass off but they would hold that against her and like they'd always be like you're not the face of skating bro we're not gonna you're not gonna place but she ended up going to the olympics and um it's crazy dude how it ends like she ends up having to do these celebrity fights like celebrity boxing just to fucking pay bills like they banned her from the sport damn even though she was like i didn't i didn't do it i didn't have nothing to do with it <laughs> She's doing um, a lot of stuff, babe. But regardless of that incident, like as a movie, as a film, dude, the 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 fucking acting, the writing, the directing, like how they edit and how they were the who they picked as the casting, casting, yeah, they did such a good job because the bodyguard, the guy who plays the bodyguard, did the real guys justice because yeah. he like did exactly the way this acted because um at the towards the end of the movie they show real footage mm-hmm. and so it was exactly how this guy was they acting it was back, crazy damn. yeah so you know how people be like oh you know acting is a thing and you know why don't you act and hey you're funny why don't you get in that or oh you seem like you could be a good actor there's levels mm-hmm. and you just see like with these people, especially her, the Har- I don't know who her name. She played Harley Quinn and uh-huh. there's levels to this shit and the amount of drama that they brought and those little nuances and like how each scene was so fucking powerful, bro. Uh, those little I guess fucking Margot Robbie is her name. Margot yeah. Robbie. The little details, bro, to where it's like, holy shit, it's powerful, man. And to me, that's an example of like, okay, Who's your acting coach? Where did you study? You've been doing this shit for a minute. And I, I was blown away by that fucking movie. I love that shit. It was good. Write it down in your notes, everybody. I tell yeah. you, it was good. Nice. What about series? You guys watch any series? We haven't since Ozark. Ozark was bomb. Uh, Let me suggest this. It's, a, it's new. It's only one season. I think it's like maybe 10 episodes. It's called You. You. Y-O-U. I think I... Okay. What is that about? It's I think about I, a... It's basically like a stalker situation i think i started watching it okay i think how is he stalking her again he's uh he works at a bookstore have you seen that you you'd know because it's really good mm. i think i might have I seen the trailer started, or something did we do? you'd know like if you've seen it you'd know so i'd suggest you it's uh it's really good they got a lot of stalker abducted yeah, type of right shit. It's a. It's, it's it's the thing. I mean, I mean, look at the little girl who was a uh, who was kidnapped at the bus stop. Then this guy kills her parents, and then she's then they're having a Christmas party down the street at his dad's house. Dad didn't even know he had a, he kidnapped this little girl. This little girl was able to escape while he went to go to the party, and she escaped. And this 
neighbor down the street. When did that happen? Not too long ago. I mean, Ooh. so it's like here. Here's a common denominator. Man, I don't know I, I what don't other know. countries this shit happens in, but or how how how. But America, I don't want to be Mister Stirring Up Shit, but like I don't know where what the root of the problem is or why. I'm not saying we're sick as a society, but we live in a crazy fucking place in a crazy time well, because. Go ahead. One of the things School that Rogan was talking about was this whole thing. You didn't you didn't listen wait. to that episode? Mm. It's the one about the marijuana where they're having yeah, that yeah, debate. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the pot so, debate, yeah. Yeah, so one of the things that they also talked about is that nowadays all kids are on Adderall. So it's like they, you, they, they issue, automatically pharma, issue bro. it. Mm-hmm. Big know? Pharma's issuing out stuff. And I saw this meme where it says crack, epi- acade- uh, crack epidemic. Mm-hmm. And it shows like this old black and white picture, like a bunch of black dudes in prison uniforms and then at the bottom of the meme it says opioid epidemic and it's like a stock photo of like happy doctors and nurses and then you have the victim the patient and it's like do you get where it's going it's basically like once you factor in race and things like that the way the media and the way people portray stuff uh it, it varies right but what i'm trying to get at is I mean, nobody's perfect. No country's perfect. But I, I can't wait till in the future where they look back and be like, oh, we were fucked in the head because X, Y, Z. Like, I want them to pinpoint the shit because there's no reason why we didn't grow up with school shootings. But all of a sudden, it's a fucking thing. Or if it did happen, I don't know how, how common it was as it is now. It's like, what's wrong with these fucking kids that are doing this? Like, I understand if you, like have ptsd and you went off to the military and, and you kind of a little off the rocker well, that, and you have a little flashback different though i know you, that like, but i understand right. i'm not equating but it's like if let's say rob went to vietnam and he saw some shit rob comes back hey man don't leave rob alone in the <laughs> dark don't be dropping books around rob yeah yeah uh, sorry about that flashback uh, yeah. yeah it's like okay i kind of get where it's from but it's like okay what's up with that motherfucker the one that's plotting and why didn't nobody see the shit where were the parents at where were the, maybe the teachers and and you know it just sucks man because um you know i have a 10 year old in school and and you know because we ask her like hey so do you see any bullying going on at school that's another thing that i i just didn't I mean, we had bullies but yeah, for guess, sure but you maybe, know put yeah. you in a karate class and you know there's always rough housing and bullying that goes on. Teasing, but like, but, but, but like one of roasting. the things that they talked about on that podcast we were listening to on Joe Rogan was that the bullying is so bad, it's driven some of these kids to suicide. So I guess my thing is like, what are these kids doing to drive someone, another kid, like to kid suicide? You can't switch schools? <laughs> one of the biggest things is that it follows them home because of social media. Like it's not just at school anymore. It's not just on the bus. It's at home because there's social profiles and they have things that they post online and then other kids get a hold of them and they pass them around. They text them and it's it's constant. So it's not just like between the hours of eight and three. It's all day, every day. So like they post a picture of what? what like whatever. Like they make if they make fun mm. of them, maybe they make a meme about them. They make a picture. They post a video or some sort. And it's just it's a constant roast. Like you're the laughing star. Yeah. Man, I didn't give a fuck. Like you shit your pants. Right. And that's another thing, though. It's just like if you just some people are wired to be real sensitive because we live in one of the most sensitive times ever. Well, you know, here's another thing, too. I heard. Uh, I think I heard, I heard Joey Diaz talking about this shit. Like, there was a case of, like, a 10-year-old boy 
that killed himself and they in the autopsy or whatever they found his brain he had cte mm. right the shit from football right. so he had been playing football since he was like mm. six and he had a couple concussions back to back and you see it with like junior Seau or a lot of these nfl yeah. dudes who go off and like either kill somebody or kill themselves mm-hmm. so the, you know the brain is delicate or whatever and at least i mean i guess in that case you you kind of find the source you know but it's scary right it like is. it's just like really um because even even like you know sometimes like with road range you don't ever know who really has that road rage and they'll just can go mm-hmm. off the rocker or and follow try to like you follow and bu- you and pull like out a gun. pull out exactly it's like you never know now with what that person was feeling what's going on with them you know it's like you really honestly like I don't know, man. We're in a different pill. time. We're we're honestly in a different, totally different time. But studies find it's the safest time to be alive. Uh, qu- how though? in the United States? Just like there's less, there are, believe it or not, less abductions. There's less, you know, violence. There's less crime, just statistically, mm-hmm. than there was 20, really? 30, 40 years well, ago. I guess, I guess, we're, I guess, what we're talking about is more like mass school shootings or mass shootings in general, like or more of Vegas. a mental issue, babe. I think that's kind of like yeah, it's worked. like. Shook the ones. whole thing is fucked up, bro. Yeah. Shook one. The Get whole, an audible. Even, even like the uh, the war of art, because mm-hmm. of the war of art, he even says like so much of the world's problems and crimes and depression will go away if people would pursue that thing, like write that novel mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. fucking learn that thing that they've been trying to do. And that, because that's where a big source of pain and, and shit comes from with people. But yeah, it's unhappiness. Yeah. <sighs> Crazy. It's just, yeah. We're up and down on this podcast. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah, so with I, Tanya, that's just an isolated, you know, that, you know, that's her, her plight and the status quo and all that. So that ain't got nothing to do with, like, a super sick society. Mm-hmm. It was just well, a her couple mom d- was sick, though. Her mom was, was kind of iffy. And that's why she accepted a lot of the things that were happening in her life because she and her thought her boyfriend it was, was a dumbass. Yeah, he was a, he was an abuser also and and because her, her mom was friend, an abuser. And her boyfriend's friend who actually... She thought that it was totally a normal way of life and it's not, you know? Abducted in plain sight. That had a sicko in it. I haven't seen it, but that's, that's some sicko shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you... That's some sicko shit. A lot of sicko shit happening. <laughs> Generation wealth. I almost feel like these kids are a victim of their wealth. One of the other things that I talked about on Generation uh, Wealth is, and I'm not saying that I was like, but that I could kind of relate in the sense that this woman didn't want to have kids because she was so focused on herself. And that's kind of how I, se- I selfishly was. I like For sure. felt like I didn't ever want kids because I just was worried about myself and I was enjoying me, you know? And so having a kid to me seemed like a burden almost like oh that sounds like wait wait now Ooh, I, that's like a human pet yeah like it's like, to think of it too for you real. know so it's like for me for a long time that's kind of how i felt and i i remember my mom telling me one time she's like when you find the right person you'll <clears> feel <throat> like there will be something missing she goes you'll you'll be in love it'll be you guys but you'll feel like there's still something missing and that's when you'll know that it's like now you want a child she's like but if you never feel that then then you're you're just that one person who doesn't really care to have children right so i was just like okay well damn i'm hella old and i still ain't got not one little itch to have a child you know i like to get up whenever i wanted to get up i like to 
go and come as I pleased. You know, I got to go to school. I got to party. I got to travel. So it was like, why would I have a child in like slow me to slow me? Exactly. Like why? And then that time came where I told him, I was like, you know, he he even said, he's like, really? Like you were just kind of like, I don't ever want children you're i'm cool with that you know i i would tell him i'm glad you have one that means you'll never want to want yeah. me to have one you know so i'm glad you're not going to ask me for one so and now then, with, uh, now i want to have a third <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> and now i'm open to it the person who said i never cared i never want children now is open to the idea of okay well a second one sounds cool get you cute, know get cute and then in lorena bobbitt <laughs> <laughs> you had a couple sickos and I guess society was was sick because how is it possible that like people had to like women had to fight so hard to just get there, there was even a a bill like a law by I think it was Mitt Romney and somebody else or no Joe Biden and another cat where it was like they're going to allocate money to help with like social services that had to do with like they abuse to women and then I think uh, the Republicans took the Senate or what? I don't understand all that shit. But long story short, they're like, yeah, cool story, bro. Fuck that money. And they just, uh, it got baller blocked or whatever. I, I read, I don't know the politics. I got to watch that part again. But out of one case of one penis, you know, it's like, it was really like, like a lot of women were kind of like, oh, finally, like I've been wanting to do that or how bad was she abused to get to that point? And they pretty much found that she had PTSD mm. from this fucking dude. Like uh, that dude, a uh, doctor would understand, like she shows all the symptoms of like PTSD and witnesses. She was a manicurist, a nail tech or whatever. And one witness was like, yeah, she was out of it. Like she pulled her sleeves up to work on my nails and uh, she had these marks and... um. She and she did. was a key witness and like I think who was the person that like called her up um like almost like an anonymous call remember it was really weird she was like key witness they were able to get a hold of her I think it was the doctor who needed to get a hold of her it, it was really weird yeah. but you know um when I used to work at at the foster agency like foster um parent. I wasn't a foster parent yeah, I used to no, work at the foster, foster parent a- agency. agency yeah mm. um so um there was a lady there who, who one of the caseworkers used to volunteer at the uh, women's shelter, right? And I was like, oh, it's like, really, you do that? She's like, yeah, you interested? I was like, yes. Yeah. So I went through the whole process of, you know, becoming a volunteer. Finally, I decided to do it one night, right? I never again could do it. Depressing. <sighs> I didn't know who to save. I didn't know who to save. Like, like I just didn't yeah. know. It was just like, you're hiding with your kids mm-hmm. from this person yeah. and you can't, you know, it's like they're hiding. You're not a lot. Like when you park there, it's kind of interesting. Like the whole process of gum- coming in, like, you know, making sure no one's following you. Nobody came in behind you. You know, it, it's like such a, like they protect them so much. And it was just like, um, as a mom, I guess there's something within you that maybe like is keeping you in that relationship, whether it be a financial reason, whether it be fear, fear or whatever. But to have your children witness that 
that abuse to have your children be running away and you not know, it fucks up a part of the brain for the kids uh, amygdala mm-hmm. like amygdala. the part that uh processes memories and fear and some other shit but, but anyway, go i just i i just don't know how a mom can kind of like she, it's easier said than done because i've never been through it right so for me it's it's a quick um opinion right like I would have gotten out because I would fight, but because I wouldn't want my chip. Like I would never this allow one fights back. I wouldn't allow Penny to see that or Mickey. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I wish Chingo would try to even dare do something I like that. Uh, yeah. Because then I, your voice. I'd, I'd let raise I, your voice, Rob. <laughs> this is the only time I'm able to raise my voice is on this podcast. I'd be like, all right, Penny, this is how it goes down uh, when somebody touches you. You see what I'm saying? Let me show you. Let me show you. This is what's going to happen. Whatever it is that you find, if it's a knife that she, you got to find. Like, Penny, pass me that knife. Then that's, then that's what you're going to do because it's my life or yours. Yeah. And you're not going to, you're not going to let my, you're not going to ruin my child's life. So I'm going to go ahead and let you see. You protect yourself. You see what I'm saying? Like, and guess what? Ain't no hot dog bag with ice. <sighs> I'm going to make sure I, I'm going to put it in the blender and then like blend it. When and the cops you, say, where is that? And now it's gonna, in the blender. And now you're going to pee like a girl. Oh. You got to sit down. You're sit. need a she-wee. Sit your ass down. And that's what's going to happen. So my speaking of foster parents, um, my parents were foster parents for like many years. Uh, I don't even know all of my mom's stats, like how many how many kids. But it was ma- so good. She many, was on Christina. She was on the Christina show. What? Yeah. Wow, <clears throat> but she would she would win awards. Um, both of my sisters too were foster parents, and I even like as a kid, I, I thought to myself like, you know, it was a kind of cool experience to have like foster brothers and sisters. And I was like, eh, who knows? Maybe when I'm an adult, might you know? Oh, I'd be down, try. babe. Yeah, it gets tricky though. Uh, I mean, it's cool. Like I used to like when it was like Christmas time, and uh, it was like this. Um, a lot of people would donate toys, and they'd have it at this one big warehouse. And one particular group was the Goldwing bike club mm. it's like older senior citizen you know them no in those those big yeah, like yeah, yeah. cross-country bmw motorcycles well they did a lot but anyway it'd be like a warehouse full of toys and you had to like it was organized some kind of way but they knew how many kids you had in your house what ages and then you'd leave with like a couple bikes and you know a bag full of stuff and uh but yeah man some of the kids depending on their case and the social workers some they'd have like a like supervised family visits to where let's say we're in this office building at a some type of service center or whatever and you're there with with the a little family like a couple brothers and sisters and then like the mom or whatever would show up and you'd kind of see like did she get her shit together is she on you know drugs is she, is she still with that loser boyfriend uh and it, it kind of sucks but my mom you know created a super and my sisters as well but like you know i didn't live with them (laughs) but uh like super loving environment to where these kids were like nurtured and uh and my mom made them like believe feel secure believe in themselves like you see their grades go up like she'd go to the schools Mm -hmm. all the time and fight with the principal and the teachers if she felt like the kids were getting a shitty end of the stick type of thing like hey y'all not gonna be you know you know calling them out about Mm -hmm. xyz type of thing but uh she won awards and, and all kind of stuff yeah you've got good foster parents and then you got foster parents who do it for money and yeah, i'm just telling you because rep. you know uh, I, I worked, at, I'd worked yeah. at, at the place and it was just like annoying i'm sure you know? a lot of them are even uh abusive 
uh, as well. And there's, they take advantage of apples. their they take advantage of their um, food stamps. They Vouchers. take advantage. Yeah, I mean, they take advantage of a lot of stuff. Trust me, it was constantly seen, and we'd have to pull kids out from these foster parents who were going to have to cut them off you know shut them down to where it was almost like not even a good environment because maybe it was crowded mm -hmm. or it was chaotic in the house or something. and and that was a job that was a job that i i had to, to quit because i was taking i was taking that home with me like mm. i was thinking about it at night like about the little girl who just came in you know and her issue and so i was a caseworker's assistant and that's when i was going to school to be do criminal justice so that was the reason kind of why i was working there and so we used to get kids that came from TYC. And so Texas Youth Corrections. And so um, a lot of those kids, like one girl that was that would came in there or whatever to join the gang, right? A gang that she was whatever. She had to kind of sleep with her brothers, all the, her brothers' friends that were in the gang so that she could be a part of it. Does that make sense? So now this little girl had done her time, right? So her, their halfway house, you go to a foster parent, right? You can't go home if your house is not the right environment. Her time was up. She was in my office calling every family member that she knew nobody would take her. So they didn't know what to do with her because she was still not 18. So they still couldn't just release her to the world. Like, here you go. Here's a check. And figure it out on your own. That's what happens when you're 18. You're out of the system. We're done with you. We've done what mm -hmm. we could. Here you go. Here's a little check for you. Figure it out. Damn. So. Um, you're an adult. You're an adult. Yeah. So <laughs> I felt so bad for her. And I just didn't know what to do. So then I called my Aunt Mary. I called my Aunt Mary. But I'm like, hey, you know how Marvin's parents used to be foster parents? Wouldn't you consider it? Like, you should really consider it. And I'm like trying to convince her to like get become a, a, a you know a foster parent so that maybe this little girl could come into her home and you know what i'm saying it was just i was i got i got in trouble for helping like helping when you're not supposed to yeah, so, you're being too helpful yeah you're being too helpful so i couldn't <clears throat> like um some of those kids would come in and so then i'd bring clothes and i'd donate it right and so then it was like you, you can't do that like it just there's a protocol yeah. but, but like the the shitty thing about that whole world is um these you know kids are innocent kids they're the victims you know what i mean so when you hear about some of the stuff like why they're in the foster care system like what went down or like oh the stepdad was putting out cigarettes on them and they were i mean it, or when it you just, pick up a two-year-old that's been molested by the mom's boyfriend babies i cried the whole way home when i picked her up from the airport she came from dallas she was in my back seat. I was crying. Not my. This is not my child, right? This child's going to go now to a better foster home, right? Or to a, a new foster home. And I was telling him, I was crying the whole way there because I can't imagine yeah, a baby. Yeah, the anger. Just the anger of a like. A baby. Kind of fucking creep. Two, bro. Two. Two years old. What kind of a fucking what creep? What are you doing? Uh, exactly. Yeah. See? Right. Yeah. One of those kind of episodes. So brother. do you see why I had to quit that job? <laughs> yeah. I was like, it was overwhelming. I couldn't do it anymore. It was like. When I was when I was quitting, my boss was like, "Really? Like, why are you leaving? Like, isn't this what you want to do?" I was like, "Yes, I don't know. I don't know that I want to work with the youth because I'd be trying to save everybody and their mom. Like, it just wasn't for me. It yeah, was so heavy. sad. It was really heavy. It's heavy. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. super heavy, guys. <laughs> Let's take a right turn into Pleasantville. <laughs> yeah." And we'll be back. <laughs> yeah. And let's take a right turn. And let's talk about Chingo. Uh, um, 
<laughs> Chingon friends Wednesday yes. nights at Joke Joint. I just want to give that couple a shout out who's been who, who yeah comes. Joe and I think her name's. Cindy, I, I can't remember the wife's name, yeah. but it was so from cool. Chicago. They're from Chicago. Mm. They've been here. Well, they they're from Chicago, but they consider this home now. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Um, and it was really cool speaking to them, only because they've found out about Chingo through going to one of Juan Villarreal's show, who was on the podcast oh, last that's week, so funny. right? And so they were there. They're Juan fans, and Juan they were supporting fans. him, and then they saw me. And then they started supporting him. They saw him. me fucking around on stage, uh, like one of those times that mm-hmm. I, I mentioned, where I was like, I don't, I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> but you know, they liked it enough to uh, follow and, and show. Up. And they've been to every show, and they came to the. So the pressure's on. Where I'm like, yeah. you know, I got the same jokes from last week, right? You know that, right? <laughs> and so it's like it's so cool because they had like everything that you can like they were just like hardcore fans and it's really cool for me when i'm at the at the merch booth Mm -hmm. at the shows and and they came up they come up to me and tell me oh i've been following him since blah 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 blah. oh my god you know this and that and it's like i like always want to hug them i'm like oh thank you for being such a good you know like such a good fan you know just like so loyal this this is that's, that's one of those guys. It's just kind of like... Dang. That reminds me of this cool article that everybody should go read. If you're a content creator, it's called A, a Thousand True Fans. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we yeah for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So if you haven't read that and you think that... Yeah, you're a content creator and you think you need millions and millions of followers, like read A Thousand True Fans. And what my soul explained is exactly what you need in a true fan. Yeah. And honestly, man, that's always been my approach because uh, 1,000 True Fans, <clears throat> it basically shows how, like what, like what Rob said, it's like you can make a living... Mm-hmm. You know, these days, without having a gazette, without being a household name, you don't got to be triple platinum, you know. Uh, but from the beginning, man, that that's always been my approach. Is like I just want to have a good relationship with um, the people that support the stuff that I make, and um, I mean, we've been keeping it moving, just trying to grow it every year ever since. And yeah. uh, well, you've done a, an amazing job all these years, evolving of. of, of uh, you know, being very uh, like connected with your fans. So I think that that's followed you all through because of that. You know, that's why you have these hardcore fans because you've been very. Because I'm trill and humble yeah, at the yeah. same time. <laughs> and I've, I've seen some of the uh, comments like on YouTube and Instagram be like Chingo 2.0, you know, uh, you know, the new Chingon or whatever. I'm like, mm. that's fucking cool. Yeah, I never saw those comments. Realizing that. But the cool thing is like we put out a variety of stuff. So like the other day, you know, we're off from the road. Uh, we hit it again March 2nd Midland we do a bunch of Texas stuff all my dates on jingleblade.com <laughs> but uh, but I decided to post like some throwback El Mamado skits and there's a whole bunch more like um, Joseph who like rips them for me he, he's been working and stuff so I'm probably gonna have to get on the computer and, and rip mm. a couple but I, I I wanted to take that particular character and uh, I, I put a hashtag on there like Mamalo week so that mm. maybe let's just say a year goes by and we post them again it's like eh, it's my like shark week yeah because yeah. i know like when canelo fights i mean the canelo stuff is trying to get a little it's, it's burnt out people but, love it yeah but but um to me it's a little burnt out but um when you bring it back mm-hmm. like every year that goes by and it's like remember this first one it's like oh i haven't seen this in five six seven however many years it's been like, yeah. i haven't seen this in so many years like i still get a laugh out of it or whatever or you put you know you put the good parts out there mm-hmm. but Maybe the El Mamado one, it could be another little Mamado week where it's like you're posting the best stuff. And then some people are like, you need to bring it back. You need to bring it back. And I'm like, but the wig, the was, wig. The wig was stolen. But I'm starting to think Mamado, he might have to wear a little hat 
or he might change his little hair color or he maybe he or i just need to get on amazon and and maybe look for something similar to that because i try i found one at hop i mean at uh party city and just it was yellow Dude, not really that those clips when i was younger i i shared that stuff more than anything else for some reason it was so funny everybody that i shared it with well they would lose their shit younger well goddamn how long ago was it rob dude's like seven years ago oh no no five, five some of that five. stuff was like five six because yeah. um all right six years ago actually you know why because that's when i first started dating money mm-hmm. so about know, five five or six I, years i keep track five, i keep track you know me and my baby what <laughs> I remember because uh, it was when I dropped out of college and I'd moved back and started working. Oh, that sounds like a cool story. I was about to, <laughs> I was about to take a sip. I was like, oh, dropped out of college. I want to tell that. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, man, I went to Sam Houston State. Um, I should have went to U of H, but I went to Sam because I wanted to get away from home. Some drink. Oh, I'm sorry. She wants a, a Sam booth. Houston State is in Huntsville? Yeah. yeah. Went up to Huntsville. and uh, With all the prisons? Yeah, pretty much. Who Somebody's there is named Robert Garza, I think. What is there to do in Huntsville? Nothing. When... No, Branya. I would when Ronya was out there. Your friend Ronya. Yeah, my mm-hmm. girlfriend oh. Ronya. And I was like, she'd be like, "You want to come visit?" She's like, "Ooh, Huntsville, no, no. cool. There's two Why bars. Why don't you come into town and spend the night at my house? For real. <laughs> I ended up coming home like every, almost every weekend. Oh yeah, it's yeah. not that far. Yeah, it's like an hour and a half, maybe two hours. Mm-hmm. So but you went to Sam Houston. Sam went to Sam Houston, and I was going for business and and like computer science and. um yeah, dude, after a semester, I was like, I feel like I'm doing the same thing I did in high school. Mm. Felt super unfulfilled. I was starting to have anxiety from how like lost I felt. And I was mm. like, mm, can't do this. You felt like, like, were you, did you feel like isolated and lonely? Like, no, because I was partying for sure. So mm. I made a bunch so of friends. So you didn't miss home? No, hell no. I didn't miss home. And I, it wasn't like that. It was just like, I had, there was a sense of direction that was missing that I mm. knew needed to be kind of, I needed to be aware of it. And I had no sense of direction. So I came home, started working. And that's when I was like, okay. I always said I want to open a business, and that's when the, the, the business majoring in school just went business majoring in the, the hustle of life and started doing small you know business uh, things, and then it kind of just went from there. Mm. But along the way, it was content creators because I always wanted to be a musician because I play guitar and oh, okay. drums and that kind of stuff. And Shit, then, I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, you know, comedy. Like I did a, bun- a bunch of or a couple open mics. and well, You did comedy? Yeah. <laughs> what? How long have we known this dude? <laughs> and we're just now finding that out. Um, Why you don't mention shit like this? I only I talk when you know. I, you to, know guys. I got Chingo and friends every Wednesday. I know. Yeah. <laughs> what you got, man? A hot five? What you got? <laughs> I had a hot five when it was funny no five shit. years ago. Okay. No, but uh, so yeah, so along the way, man, and then podcasting came out, and I was like, oh, this is my medium, and then I started, you know, helping people with podcasts and doing that thing, and pe- interviewing people like Adam Scorgy and like mm-hmm. business owners from around the city, and I was like, okay, and that's how relationships, you know, started building and things started mm. happening, and just being a content creator and an entrepreneur at the same time. Speak, uh, before I forget, speaking of like podcasts and radio, shout out to Barry Laminac. I, 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 Barry, I think I fucked up your last name. Barry Laminac or Laminac. That motherfucker, number one, motherfucker's funny. Two, uh, he had me on his show on ESPN 97.5 oh, yeah, yeah. FM. So, uh, yeah, man, they had a nice studio over there. They showed love. I went on there to promote uh, like Chingo and Friends and stuff. Every, Every time Wednesday. he goes somewhere and then he's just like, man, you got to see this. So I'm always like, <sighs> What? Why you got a dog at our studio? <laughs> our studio's man. cool. I mean, that little section back there looks like storage. Uh, I walk in and there's just newspaper everywhere. Well, yeah, yes. I've been I've been cutting the paper, but um, I do want to put up uh, the picture from the Latinos Fuck Tour uh, mm. with all of us, me and the kids, and so on. Uh, maybe up above the blue velvet couch and maybe some art, something cool. Maybe uh-huh. get with Donkey Boy or something over here. Yeah, he um, needs to make something. 
I wouldn't even mind having, uh, you know, if he could redo the those faces that you had, like the Tio Juventino. Yeah. You know, I think I think that would be cool to have on the Because he wall. did that mural. Yeah, I would love it if that was on there. That might be something. Do you think you have enough old content to, like, make a small, like, um, I don't want to say DVD because I've totally a DVD, but, like, small content. All those of? videos that you have that haven't well, been. Uh, me and Frank did one uh, years ago, and that was, like, off, based off of old, old, old content. But but anyway, go on and, and say what you said. Well, I was just curious because uh, I was listening to Rogan and Sam Harris, which is always a good conversation. And they were talking about um, the, the way that the Internet's going as far as content. There's always going to be the advertising approach. You know, you, you put stuff up like podcasts or shows or whatever, and there's advertisers, commercials. And then there's free. You put stuff out there. And then there's paid walls. So a lot of people put things behind. Like Netflix is a paid wall. You have to pay your $10 a month to get access to Netflix, right? Patreon. I don't like walls, brother, but go on. (laughs) We'll call them uh, something else. I don't even want to say fence. Uh, And then now Facebook's uh, kind of in beta with this thing called Facebook for uh, Facebook subscriptions, basically. So you can actually have a paid wall. Facebook subscription? Yeah. So if you're a content creator, like it's, they're trying to tackle Patreon. They're trying to like get into the Patreon space where you can just make, you know, your video series or something and it's a paid wall for access to that Mm. particular content. We talked about Patreon. Did we mention that to you a while back? Yeah. Yeah. I wanted him to have, I wanted him to, I want him to even have um, a Chingo Bling app. Right. Like I've really been bugging him about that. I really think that we need to have a chingling app and maybe the fans who are listening. I just want it to be sustainable. And I just yeah. want it to be a pretty dope place where he gives exclusive content to his like hardcore fans. Like we can do something else for social media, but if you're and and where I got the idea was because Kim Kardashian, I have her little emojis, oh, right. right? And um he's got emojis too, which he was like I, I like keep pushing him like we need to add more and it's almost the same thing where he's gonna tell me. We're gonna like, have to add Staff. right and so he feels like okay that's another person if not it's like hey rob uh, i know you're busy doing xyz <laughs> but and can ABC. You? <laughs> so you know like those are things that i um that have are on my like for chingo to do mm-hmm. kind of thing mm-hmm. you know that I, I i i see for him and so executing is always really hard because as you can see before you got here what were we you know we were working on working another on project. another project oh, yeah, yeah. you know so there's always things happening to where a lot of other things cool things that i kind of think should be done get thrown in the back burner which is like the chingo bling mm-hmm. app which i think would be cool to give like just exclusive content you know uh cool videos you know like even yeah. he's got these old school videos that um they're supposed to be your friend still has them right Someone yeah still has i need them. to make time to go pick them up so it's a bunch of these mini DV tapes. You probably haven't seen those in, in a long time. But uh, it's from when I first started in the rap game. And uh, we always had like a video guy with us. And over the years, we accumulated this like bag or box full of tapes of just what? me with a baby face. With either I had a foil in my mouth. Or I had a real grill. Or I had the cowboy hat. I had all that. It's like just years ago. Some of these tapes are probably like. 15 years old. So how cool would that be if you're a Chingo Bling on the Chingo Bling app and you get to see these videos exclusively right. if you subscribe, yeah. right? And yeah. that, I just think, I don't know. Sure, you can post clips, but I this is how I look at things. Mm-hmm. The way I look at things is if I were to executive produce this idea, it'd be like, we need a script of the story. My name is Pedro Herrera. I was born and da 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 like just mm-hmm. script it all out like my fucking Itanya mm-hmm. type of thing, right? <laughs> and then in the script it'll say 
um, on paper, it'll be like, and we cut to footage from that particular show, find mm-hmm. the tape, uh, or we cut to a, a, a montage of me in like the very, very first tapes, right? Or whatever is in the script, in the story, because you're going to want to tell the story. Mm-hmm. So for instance, in um, Generation Wealth, it's from a photographer's standpoint of like, I was taking these pictures and I was starting to notice and, you know, years mm-hmm. later, it's like, in order for those photos to become a movie, it has to be a script format. In order for Fahrenheit 11.9 to become a movie, he has to have a typed out argument. This is why I think this is dangerous. This is why I think this is corrupt. This is what I think is wrong with society. And then in the script, it's going to have to say, cut to footage of Donald Trump announcing his presidency. Cut to him being creepy with Ivanka. As you can see, this is another project. Yeah, for sure. In order to do it right. 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 Otherwise, eh, dig th- have an intern dig through tapes and export uh, a minute of a clip at a time mm-hmm. and then put it on social media and then people are like, eh, okay. Yeah. Thanks, I think. It could be a hub though where it's uh, something's a catalyst to why they would want to subscribe and then everything else is kind of uploaded as extra things because you subscribe for, let's just say for instance, so I'm a huge John Mayer, man, John Mayer fan. We talked about that when Mo was here. Yeah. Yeah, well, you, you creamed your pants on that. <laughs> <laughs> He's my favorite human. I already got tickets to the show at the Toyota Center in September. Oh, wow. Day they came out. Anyway, nice. So th- there was a fan that so went out. So it's fisting out of the. <laughs> no, I mean, John if it's on Mayer the table, equation. like, sign okay. the guitar, sign my guitar, yeah. do whatever you want, Does man. that come with it? The, the, the guitar it's part of the deal? <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to be a. I was abducted, abducted in plain sight. <laughs> All right. Except I volunteered. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> can you, John Mayer, can you abduct me? <laughs> and then I can join your gang, and then we could, yeah. Hang out with Dave Chappelle yeah. and, you know, at the comedy store. Anyway, you know. Uh, y'all sit uh, crisscross applesauce, and then. I'm, okay. <laughs> So a fan, one of his true fans, went out and dug up all this content of his videos and interviews, and he spent. He ended up making it uh, like spending like three hundred hours or something like on this documentary that a fan made. It was a fan made documentary. Oh wow! So impactful. It was all like chronological, like you were talking about, like literally him starting to play guitar and what inspired him, kind of thing. But it was all just voice. It was all interviews of him from the last twenty five years that throughout the documentary you would see clips of all you know him young him now and all that shit and it was so awesome that john mayer actually wrote him a hand letter saying how awesome it was it's still on youtube it's called someday i'll fly so if there's a fan like a chingo blink fan who might actually be that much of a fan and come pick up these tapes (laughs) go out there source it and make something like that well you know what man my boy uh miguel from dc Mm -hmm. all comes full circle Mm. uh out there near lorena bobbitt um (laughs) He's from D.C. He actually was involved. Um, in that, his project is called Farewell Ferris Wheel. Which, if you haven't watched that, watch that it. It's really dope. good. What's yeah. that on? It's on Netflix, I believe. Mm-hmm. It should still be up. It was. It won a bunch of awards and uh, film festivals. Another doc. Another documentary, but it was. It's amazing. It, yeah, it shows basically how the migrant worker is an integral part of the carnival, like carny type shit, mm-hmm. and how they're like kind of taken advantage of and. Um, that whole thing, right? Farewell, Ferris wheel. Yeah, mm-hmm. farewell, Ferris wheel. So anyway, Miguel, um, that's his project. He's like, "Yo, dude, I cleared off my plate. Let's, what's up with them tapes?" He's like, "How many tapes is it?" And I was already asking him, like, "Hey, if I mail them to you, it, when it goes through X-rays or post office or plane or whatever, is that gonna fuck up the tapes?" He said, "No, it should be fine." He, and he he hit me up, "How many tapes is it?" I was like, "I haven't picked them up yet." Mm. It's almost like I need a personal assistant mm. for some of this type of stuff. Interesting. So that's yeah. the holdup. 
So also, if you haven't, like I mentioned it again. I ain't got the tapes. No, the, the Rogan and Sam Harris podcast, I bring it up to you to listen to because a lot of it was like content, content creators, paywalls, and he's even talked about, for the first time ever, p- developing an app, a Joe Rogan app. Do it before he does. <laughs> it's not about who's first. It's about that, who does it right. Who does it right. And, uh, and putting the, I don't remember if it was putting the podcast behind a paywall, the JRE, which, you know, then it, it turns into a whole conversation of if people haven't paid for it and it was free for 10 years, why would they pay for it you sure, know, going forward? Yeah. But it was an interesting conversation nonetheless. Yeah. 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 It's very interesting. There's a lot of things what? that I think would, would, that I always tell, tell him about, but it's kind of like it, his thing's always like, there's only one of him, only one of me. And yeah. there's not, we don't have like this big staff, right. you know, either. And, and this is where my mind is. Let me get these jokes. Right. 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 Let me get this hour. I start hitting these theaters. We start hitting these arenas. We just grow it like that. And then it becomes, and then it's like, pff, yeah, yeah, someone in this office building we own is going to do, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. uh, right now it's all just ancillary stuff. They're cool ideas, but yeah, it's just not, not only addition. that, not only that, but it's like, I got chops. Let me go work with this acting coach and this class for a month in LA. And then I can audition for some shit. And then it's really going to be on and popping. Which reminds me, we need to email Nick Cannon's people back mm-hmm. about this motherfucking sure, sure. wilding out thing uh-huh. that I passed on last year, right? For good reasons, because we were having a baby. Oh. I was trying to convince him to go. And he was like, there's I'm not no missing the way I'm leaving. Over, He's like, shout out to wilding out. But and he was like, there's no way I'm leaving when it's, I'm about to, my my no. baby's gonna be born. What kind of it a fucking on, asshole would I be? He was going to come back on. They were gonna be off for Fourth of July, but then he'd have to leave the next day. And it's, you were when eleven? Baby wasn't born till the eleventh. It wasn't born. He, the penny wasn't born till the eleventh. But I was just but like, just were go. they still gonna be filming until the eleventh? No, they were gonna be done to be done a little bit before okay. or something. But it, but. Penny was originally due July the fourth, right? So filming was gonna happen. A little bit after July. So they were going to be off for 4th of July, which meant he could have flown home on 4th of July and then he'd have to go back. But it's all good because the the, the skills and tools that I, believe it or not, that I have now compared to July 11th of 2018, mm-hmm. is that what it was? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Night and day, Yeah, I feel. Just, you know, you learn, you mature every day and um, I, I feel like everything's for a reason, but... Uh, um, in June, I'm, I'm a sign up for them acting classes in LA. Then when I audition, I'm a confidently fucking knock, knock them out. And then be like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be just Michael Pena <laughs> all the fucking time. And then we, this year we may not do the whole month off in July. Like we usually do. We're thinking we're going to work a little bit, maybe mm-hmm. just maybe be, two weeks off this time instead well, of the whole month. Well, when we're living in LA for June, <clears> I'm sure we'll get some beach time. Cause we're doing the San Diego uh, American Comedy mm-hmm. Club, mm-hmm. Latinos fuck tour. Uh, but in July, we'll probably take a little beach getaway or whatever. Take the kids, get some sun, vitamin D. We're but, supposed um, to do Spain. But these jokes are coming together. This material's coming together. We might do Aruba. This material's coming together. The tour's doing great. Uh, VIP for Waco Midlands already sold out. Uh, we're already getting dates for 2020. Yeah. Uh-huh. As soon as we're done uh-huh, yeah. podcasting, we're gonna finish some of those emails. But um. Uh, and a big announcement for May 5th. So it's a lot of stuff rolling with or without Nick Cannon. Shout out to Nick uh-huh. Cannon, Wildin' Out. But I just feel so much more prepared that if this year, July 4th, I, you know, they're still down to have me uh, try out or whatever the, the, the protocol is. Um, I just feel like just on the funny level, performance level, um, 
I'm gonna be able to hold my own in that room and not just be like, uh, can I, can I say something? Uh, yeah. You know, OG paid my dues. Mm. Triple OG. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Matthew McConaughey over here. Right? Yeah. yeah. You ever seen Wolf of Wall Street? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. I need to watch it again. Let me, let me <laughs> right, this. Yeah. Oh Let's my God. Going. We are going to. Uh, yeah, I know, right? I'm just going to lock myself in the room. <laughs> yeah, Matthew McConaughey's dope. But uh, that's the plan, man. So l- let's not get too frustrated and antsy. Like, we don't have an app. And who's in charge of these chingojis? And what about this? And what about the uh, your documentary of all your... All that's going to work out. But I out. have been wanting to talk to you about the chingojis. Yeah. Okay. So I'll follow up with you yeah, on that after this, after, this, after this podcast. I have On top of everything to- else. Yeah. Ching- and we got to get a lot of uh, appropriate gifts in order for upcoming stuff. Yeah, exactly. Appropriate gifts to go along with everything, the tour and the fifth and all mm-hmm. that. <sighs> okay, but like I said, my focus right now is just the craft. My focus is making sure, like my tool, my instrument. You know what I'm saying? My writing, my brain, my performance, and just being skilled. Like the young lady in I Tanya, she didn't get that role by mistake. They don't cast you based on does she kind of look like Tanya. It's like. You got to know how to pull this shit off. Like, yeah. um, uh, shout out to Gina Rodriguez. She has a new movie out called Miss, Miss Bala. Okay. I haven't seen it yet. But, um, you know, when I first worked with her on Philly Brown, she was a up-and-coming actress. She was just a young girl from Chicago that was doing her thing in the acting. And uh, she, had, she, she had respect because she landed the lead role in this independent film, which went on to kick ass and win at Sundance and then it went to theaters and, and then later came Jane the Virgin and, mm. and, and Miss Bala and all these type of things but just from the start her poise and her confidence on set you know you saw OGs like I didn't really I had never really been on a movie set like that so I didn't really know I could kind of tell who could act and you know who was maybe newer but when you had people like um, Edward James Olmos and um, Lou Diamond Phillips and people like that giving her props giving me props that's how i knew i wasn't crazy it's like oh okay i do got chops and yeah she's dope and you know she's going places so it's just a matter of um doing your homework and studying and being on top of your craft i'm gonna have to watch it tonight you keep reference that uh, i tell you so many it's times. dope man it's they, just they really, good. really uh, good job. Really, i i really enjoy i'm immediately i i um paid attention to the editing i told that's the first thing i told him i said the shots the direction i was like my god i said i love it i love what they did uh how they went back and forth um it was just like she you're in the middle yeah exactly boom yeah she she gets slammed on the wall she delivers dialogue that's but you know that's what love is and then yeah trunk it's dope ice yeah it was really really dope so i like my sound effect yeah i was gonna say you ever done voiceover I'm nice with the voiceover. Dude, you know? I love voiceover. Oh my work. god! I need a voiceover agent. That's the I, one thing. Listen, I listen. To do. Oh my god! You're, it's, you know that that list of things <laughs> that I want yeah. for him, right? That's one of them. And so I tell, I always tell him, like, when we go to L.A., one of the things that I want is for you to get like a voiceover coach. Dude, Look, I man, love I'm trying to stuff. be a hot commodity. <laughs> I'm trying to be a hot commodity. And for everybody listening, I just want y'all to know that I'm a free agent. I ain't got no agent. I ain't got no Hollywood manager. Yeah. So I know people that got the big agents. I know people that are signed to the same agents that were trying to sign me. Mm-hmm. And we doing all right. You know what I'm saying? For sure. So cool. like yeah. I said, I'm trying to be a high commodity. And, and, and when it comes to things like having a voiceover agent or whatever, not only do I think like, 
oh, that would be cool. It's like, wait, who can I coach with so that when they do say, hey, man, there's this new Pixar thing or whatever, I'm your agent, and if we get this, I'm going to get a cut. Cool, I like all that, but I want to make sure that I'm prepared to where I know like one of the things they probably show you is how to break down the script mm-hmm. so that you can read between the lines and kind of know how to make it your own or whatever. Interesting. So that you actually land a role. Yeah. You're not just a dude that, hey, you you seem like you'd be good at that. There's a difference between you see you kind of look like Tanya. Why didn't you do why didn't you try out for Tanya? Did you see what the fuck the girl did? What's her name again? Robbie. What's her no, name? No, Margo, Margo Robbie. Margo Rob it's like that's how you want to shut down a role to where can't nobody else be like, man, I should have got that shit, dog. No, that's t- that's how you want to kill a role, right? <laughs> yeah, that's, right. that's how I feel. Uh, that's good. That's a good way. Yeah, you to, gotta uh, kill it like that to where it's like, n- what is it? A job well done. What is it? How's um, it going? Do your job well. Do your job so well that when a person thinks of a job well done, they think of you. Boom. Sus. It's like a, it's not a comedian. Uh, be so good they can't ignore you. Oh, what's his name? Barry uh, Katz. No, uh, Martin, what's his name? White hair, old guy. Steve Martin. Steve Martin. Yeah. I think yeah. he wrote a book called Be So Good They Can't Ignore You. Yeah. Mm. And Didn't then, you do uh, his master class, babe? Oh. A little bit. It's on the mm. computer. But you pick up stuff like that. But, you know, it's one of those things, man. Stand-up's one of those things. Right. He, he, could, he could drop knowledge, but you still got to kind of, I don't know. It's mm. hard to do it through a fucking computer. Right. He'd be like Seinfeld, just rehearse everything in front of the mirror. He really? Was, he would yeah. write it out, and he would actually put the the line where the applause breaks would go and the pauses would go, and he would meticulously like write out how he would envision the set going. And when he oh. perform it, he would pause where the line was, wait for the crowd to react, and just like line. Let by me line. ask you this: How well was he doing prior to his sitcom? Really well, from what I remember reading. So he was killing. Yeah, killing okay. in New York, and then man, do you? Did you like Seinfeld? Were you into it or not? I actually didn't like it until my mom. Your mom sounds really cool. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> she is. She's an interesting character. Um, she was the one that got me into Seinfeld. And so it was like, she's like, come in my room, watch this. I was like, this looks really dumb. Like white comedy? Who watches that? <laughs> this is so white. This is like, I'm like. I'm going to go watch Martin. No, exactly. I was like, mm, no, it's not what I want to watch. She's like, no, watch like, it. I'm watching comedy. Kramer is who got me. Oh, so once I saw, I was like, oh yeah, this is my jam. I so. didn't really. Uh, get into it but i can appreciate it now a little bit more uh, even friends i was like hey, i don't really fucking get it but now i appreciate the nuances my favorite shit. seinfeld is when kramer's in the shower and he's showering <laughs> showering with the cabbage with the with the lettuce oh my god <laughs> to this day it's like but and then my my friend who was uh, who was also like a big fan of the show would always call me kramer because he said only Shit only happened to me that would never happen to anybody else because yeah. I always had a story. That's funny. They'd be like, "Oh, how was your weekend or whatever?" I come into work and be like, "Oh my god, you never believe what you That's know so what happens." They'd be like, "You're like the fucking female Kramer because it's like you're the you know you always have a story and it's true. I always like, babe, guess what happened? You know, or guess what someone told me or hmm. That's hilarious. So it's always like that was always the ongoing joke. You're like the female Kramer. So yeah. This episode was about just ups and what downs, to watch. What yeah. to watch? Yeah, yeah. It's like everything. We live in a sick society. There's some <laughs> sick fucks out there, uh, yeah. but enjoy the journey of life yeah. because. Uh, and you know what's funny? I like to listen to Oprah's Masterclass um, uh, podcast, mm-hmm. right? Which is really interesting. And I was listening to Usher's um, story, which I haven't yeah. finished. And um, 
he was talking about speaking of like all the tapes that you have and all that stuff he was like along your journey don't forget to take pictures because that's kind of like the only thing you have to look back on and it's crazy because i like i'm a picture like whore like i love mm, to take no, whore. Whore. Oh. it's like i'm a picture whore you know like picture. You no, no, no. no 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 well i am a picture hoarder too because if you look at my computer that's She's like i'm both <laughs> yeah i have i have a bunch of pictures like my friends used to call me paparazzi because all i had was like a camera all the time because i love to take pictures so i have a bunch of the little like um sony little miniature cameras which i'm a hoarder because i keep my cameras that's funny. so i have them and um, all my iPods too, I keep them, I have them. So yeah, I'm one of those. So anyway, I used to, I've always liked pictures and I do the same thing with him. Like I take pictures, I'll be like, look, babe. And he's like, I'm so glad you're good at, you know, keeping these things. And I keep all the planners also from, you know, since he started, since I've started to help him. And then I'll look back and I'll, you know, I'll tell him like, I want to be able to look. And where I got that idea was from Joan Rivers. Mm. Because she's she kept all her. What um, was that? A documentary. A documentary. <laughs> a Joan Rivers documentary. Really? And so she kept all her planners. It's funny because I didn't know what to do with them. I had them in the cabinet, and I was like, "Do I throw them away? Do I?" And then we saw that I was like, "I'm so glad I kept them because uh. she's like she when they were doing the documentary, she'd go back on and she'd say, "Yep, on this day, blah 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 blah," and it was cool because. I when we sell out a show, I'll put like sold out or you know what I'm saying or blah blah blah. And That's so it's cool. you know I keep everything. You know I'll make little notes here and there. So I think it's uh, cool that he has all these videotapes and that we just need. I feel like we need to do a better job now of documenting because I don't think we do a good. You job. know what? Speaking of that, okay, if you really bought that life, we would need to budget. <laughs> I've mentioned this before. This tour, we if we wanted to. We could make it like not only is it a fucking tour and then there's material and there's jokes and, and, and all that, but we can bring uh, like a videographer with us or something and we end up with like we document it basically. It's mm -hmm. like all, like a really good one that can pick up all those nuances of like we're rehearsing in a lobby and there's just a fly on the wall and, and how do you weave that into the story of whatever that year is or whatever. Um, so... Just throwing it out there. Maybe that month you spend in uh, California. You can, like, you know, like Brendan and... That's a good way to... That's something good to document for sure, especially because we're bringing the kids. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So... Um, and they're growing up. They're not going to be little girls yeah. forever. So, so an idea for parents to do, guys, and, you know, something that we do with Mickey that we started to do is every year on her birthday, we record mm. her and we ask her what her um, favorite color is that, you know, favorite at that song, age, favorite yeah. song... Um, just a whole bunch just of a stuff bunch of to stuff get and I'll, a snapshot and I record her and because I at the end when she like maybe turns 18 when she graduates I'd like to be able to kind of make 10, a little 11, video 12, yeah, and just 13. show her like you know here is how you've grown up you Remember know you've when you changed, like Justin Bieber? you know yeah. yeah not anymore so see what I'm talking about how I'm a I love yeah. things like that you know no, what I do saying? too like, I like, so, I like yeah. stuff like that especially with kids because you know, they change from year to year. They grow up. They have different interests. They mature. Um, they go through phases. Mm -hmm. And especially like with the 10 year old, um, sometimes like she'll be doing like her big kid stuff, like her little messy bun. Mm -hmm. And she, you know, she's being a big sister or whatever. And I'm like, dude, I remember you were this tall, mm -hmm. big cheeks. And like, you know, you were a little bitty kid. You were a toddler. Oh, you remember when you used to watch Dora? Okay, then you know sit down 
Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, relax, yeah. simmer down. Because yeah. you were on that little purple princess chair eating snacks, watching Dora, Dora, mm-hmm. Dora. And, uh, you know, she forgets, but it's like you were obsessed with Dora. And um, time flies. They're not going to be kids forever. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I can't wait for Penny to talk. I'm like, yeah. <sighs> Dude, she's going to be an athlete. Like, I'm thinking oh scholarship. God. Like, in that walker, she has 100,000 miles on this walker. <laughs> like, she hits those corners, like, pew, she fucking cuts those corners, and she hauls ass. Her little legs are going. She's sprinting. We took a video last night of it because she was going, like. She's aggressive. Like, she's, I could tell she's going. Well, Marisol's an athlete. Uh, so oh, she's true, if yeah. she if she inherits you know the athlete gene from her mom mm. you know the athletic me athlete. I got a whole nother little genealogy going on but on the athletic side I'm thinking scholarship like when are we gonna put her in swimming so I just got info and we gotta go but the thing is is now this becomes a job for the parent yeah, too yeah that's fine yeah you gotta because be there. we have to be there we have to swim with her it's at important. this age. So it's not like, oh, we get to... Well, we, we can learn together. <laughs> yeah, I, I need I, to if anything, he needs to go because he doesn't know how to swim. When are our swimming lessons? I'm with you yeah. on that one. I don't either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rob. I had a I bad mean, traumatic a pool, experience as a in kid. In a pool, I kind of can, right? Because it's, it's clean. I'm city boy. It's like, it's clean. I can see the floor. There's edges. There's a little ladder. There's a lifeguard. We went to the <laughs> island of Capri mm-hmm. oh, in Capri. Italy, Okay. When do you ever get to swim in the island of Capri? Right? It's mm-hmm. almost like, when are we going to go to Italy again? It's not on our plans anytime mm-hmm. soon, right? But you got to go to the island of Capri and you're not going to swim? I was like, you know, this boat is nice. I like being on this boat. I was like, are you kidding me? It was me, me like, and Mickey, little chickens. <laughs> Mickey, I was able to convince. I was like, Mickey. You didn't do it? Yeah, I got it. And finally, it was at, like he was scared to swim like this far from the boat. Like, it's like, man, how boat, deep is this? boat is, is here, he'd go. That'd be me. But I did 100%. go towards that little cave. And he started panicking and he came back. Because I was like, I'm going to get tired. How far is the boat? It's like, it, we weren't even far from But if the I'm boat. tired... <laughs> If I'm tired, I'm a drown. Who's going to save me? Me. My girl going to save me? She's I mean, me. yeah, I know how to swim. So it was like, I can't believe he's terrified. I'm just like, Pete will never get this opportunity again. Like, Fine. And then finally he got mad. It's like, okay. Talking he, shit. He got in. Fucking making me do stuff. And then, you know, and then it was like Mickey too. She was scared. And then finally when they both got out, it was like later on, it was like, Pete's like, wasn't this a good experience, Mickey? Michaela. You got to swim in the island. I mean, what child? I'm like, I'm looking at him. <laughs> Shut your mouth, little scaredy cat. Well, then I realized later I found out that the the amount of salt in that water right there is like super high. So you're mm. super buoyant. And it's like damn near impossible for you to drown. Mm. But they should have told me that in the beginning. That's a good point. Yeah. So I'm not... Uh, I'm not like I love water. So to me, it's not like I'm not scared of it. So, you know, nobody taught me how to swim. I taught myself how to swim. So like I said, she's an athlete. Uh. So that was my thing. So, you know, when you're at, when you grow up, you know, in an apartment complex, you know, you go and you go to the pool. You now your friends know how to swim, but you don't know how to swim and you can't be the one looking like you don't know how to swim. So what do you do? It's like you kind of start teaching yourself, like going back and forth, you know, just from one end to the other. Hold the edge. And, now, and so I'd hold the edge. And I'd be like, all right, let me try to swim just one little piece, okay? And then I go further back. And then I just taught myself, and that was it. And then I was on the nine feet. Cool, with everybody else, just, you know. And then how'd you teach your little sister to swim? 
She was mad because she couldn't get inside. I just said, oh, you want to learn how to swim? Yep. Okay. Cool. Just pushed her in. Sparta kick. And, and then I just pushed her in nine feet. And I mean, I was one to the deep end. So I just kind of watched her. Jeez. Obviously, if I felt like if she was going to drown, I was going to, obviously, I knew I could pick her up. But then I was just like watching her. And you know, you naturally are going to do what? Dog paddle. Dog paddle. Mm-hmm. So she, that's what she did. Unless you're taking water in your lungs. Well, and you yeah. panic. And then she was just like, she kind of got up and then she was, I was like, okay, keep doing it. Keep doing it. Not ready. Ready. And then I kind of grabbed her and then I pushed her again. I grabbed her, pushed her in. That was it. That one day she learned how to swim. We're cool after that. And Damn. I'm and I'm proud of myself, brother. I went to jujitsu twice this week. I and am, boxing. I told him that today. I, I am so proud of him. He's committed to this morning jujitsu. Oh, class. I'm gonna learn how to fight. <laughs> I'm so proud of him. I told him that this morning too. Yeah. So so the boxing, that's gonna help me with my timing and shit like that. All this is gonna translate to the stage. Of course. You know what I'm Chokes and jokes. Chokes and jokes. Yeah. Gotta make that shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Every Wednesday, joke joint. <laughs> Latino is fuck tour, chingobling.com. We're coming to Midland, Midland, Waco, New Braunfels, Corpus Just Christi. added Corpus. So this month is like all Texas stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you want to announce the other possible cities we're going to add or no? Which? Uh, Kingsville, oh, Mathis. We got to discuss that. We t- we're, we're maybe adding those. Pending. 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 Yeah. And Chicago's pending. Yeah, that's for this year. Because we've so, been getting yeah. a lot of feedback. Lot. Yeah. That's the one I always see. No Chicago, no Chicago. Well, people also ask, like, what's up with Austin? Um, True. What's the other one? Vegas. Well, yeah, yeah, but it's Vegas something. Vegas is hard. But it's something that's really close and not even that difficult. That uh, El yeah. Paso, mm. El Paso, Austin. Mickey always clowns him. Says, "Where are you, where going, are you going, going this weekend, Dad? El Paso." El Paso. And I'm like, "Why are you saying El Paso? You're always in El Paso." I was like, "We didn't. We're not even going this year." <laughs> yeah, right. You're like always in El Paso. Yeah, it's so funny. She's like, "Where are y'all going this weekend, Soli? El Paso." I think she was around one of the times where I was stressing out over El Paso ticket sales. Yeah. So it got drilled in her head. Yeah. <laughs> so you have a movie watch list. Uh, yes, we do. And um, just to recap, guys, let us know if live, a live podcast is something y'all would want to be a part of, be an audience of, and then join us at the Joke Joint every Wednesday until... We're working out, Chingo and Friends, Mm -hmm. uh, showcasing a lot of up-and-coming Houston talent. Actually, ESG, the rapper, is stopping by tonight. Oh, sure. Very cool. You gonna play one of his songs when he comes up? Uh, we have we actually played on yeah the, he's on man yeah and then uh do 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 you know what i'm talking about <laughs> yeah. i'll wire yeah. a board into this next time so we can play music the what i'll wire a board so we yeah, can yeah. Play yeah, music. yeah 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 for yeah. sure so like a little device mm-hmm. or something yeah Fuck yeah that's what's missing Mm-hmm. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. I think we're uh, we're That's wrapping it. up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my stomach. Is, I'm like about to go eat or something. Uh, appreciate y'all tuning in, man. And um, episode fifty five. Fifty five is in the books. And uh, again, you, if you want to watch us, you know, you can go to YouTube and peep that. Yep. And we'll see you in the city near you. Chingobling.com. And don't forget to sign up for Feria Friday emails. Peace.